Welcome to the Guitar Freaks Podcast, where we turn beginning guitar players into guitar freaks. This podcast is sponsored by Fret Deck. And now your host, Justin Comstock. Welcome to the Guitar Freaks Podcast. This is your host, Justin Comstock. I am super pumped today to have Opal Ocean here with us on the podcast. We got Alex and Nadav here, and we're going to, we're going to, uh, have a lot of fun right guys what's up oh yeah man <laughs> thanks for having us dude yeah thank you yeah. anytime um i uh I, i'd like to tell everybody how i found you guys i was scrolling on facebook <laughs> and i'm how most people find most us. <laughs> yeah i'm sure most people find you guys on social media i scroll down facebook and i saw you guys playing classical guitars in the middle of the street and I was, I, I'm like, oh, I love, I, I love, you know, the nylon string guitar, classical guitar, whatever you want to call it. So I, I clicked on the video and I watched it. I watched you guys playing your song Jam, and I was like, these guys rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I shared it on my my group pages and stuff. And I'm like, I, I have to have these guys on the podcast. These guys awesome, are definitely man. guitar awesome. freaks. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we, we. We do. We did that video a couple of years ago now, yeah. so things uh things have kind of blown up since that video. Yeah, it's pretty cool to yeah. see. No, th thanks yeah to the social media, it's it's allowed us to kind of like just be able to go on tour and and do so many more. It's like maybe what a year or two since since that has spent, and honestly, things have moved really forward for us. And wow, I can't like looking back at some of those videos. I was actually checking out some of the photos uh, yeah. like we used to get from yeah. from the spirit. I was like, wow, so much has happened. And yet everything just, you know, became something because of those moments, you know, yeah. and, and we sure. kind of made us from, from busking. And so it's funny. really cool. I did something similar uh, not too long ago. I was going through all the messages on Facebook. And because we, when we went initially viral with that one video, we had, uh, we had this moment where we just had all these messages from different people and different people shared our music as well. And uh, one of the funny ones was um, Nicholas Cage's oh, daughter-in-law, was it? <laughs> she, she contacted us. She basically wanted to, she was, she, it was when she was getting married to Nicholas Cage's son and they're about to have the wedding and she wanted us to come over and play the wedding. And we were like, I, I just had a, a hernia <laughs> operation at the time. So it was like, man, we're going to need like, it's got to be, you know, like they've got to pay for the flights at least for us to get over. Cause oh, yeah. Before tour and like, you know, we were just like, you know, it was like, oh, this could be a cool opportunity. She was saying like Rob Zombie was going to be there and a whole bunch of people. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, like Cage was friends with a whole bunch. And we said, what's your budget? She said, there is none. We're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we can't. We, yeah, it was just too much of an expense to go there. Right, but, <laughs> so, you know, it's quite funny what comes out of the woodwork when you start to kind of get that spotlight put on you and we had some funny funny ones yeah. it was what's that bassist from um the the uh, bass player remember the bass player who shared us the, the funk guy oh uh, uh was it bootsy collins oh yeah bootsy collins <laughs> i think it was bootsy collins i can't remember someone shared us yeah oh, it was quite yeah, funny it was fun yeah and no, i mean <laughs> like it, it's it's you know it's been great you know on social media and all that but um, you know, the, the, the truth to it is that we, you know, we're, we are still in confinement and now like, yeah, the, the industry is just so changed. Like, Absolutely. Like what's happening. And, you know, we, 
so we've been locked down and we had to cancel our tour now yeah we a lot a lot of things have gone sideways but the the great thing i guess that we, we're still on is that the new album is coming out soon so we've been making new music we keep playing and we're going to be now getting back into uh live uh, uh how do you call it live streams yeah live streams yeah. we're starting uh interviews yeah. you're actually our first yeah. one of uh oh, yeah. this whole process that's you're gonna I get us there. back on track yes <laughs> that's i'm i'm glad i can help you guys out this is this is really fun um it's it's too bad you guys' tour got canceled i'm very excited for your new album we'll, we'll talk about that towards a little bit towards the end um let's kind of dig into it um i kind of know i, I want to know your guys' story a little bit about how you guys started Opal Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so the first things first is that we we were two separate acts and um, before we we met. Yeah. So oh wow. We were, um, a solo. We were just solo artists. And what happened? Um, you know, Nadav and I have a really similar story, so we can pretty much consider it as one yeah pretty uh, much. <laughs> it's pretty much the yeah. same story you, you know like we, we grew up basically playing um electric guitar and heavy metal and uh, i was definitely on the side of like i was a huge fan of joe satriani and all awesome that stuff. yeah and um uh, eventually moved to new zealand because uh, i grew up in new caledonia a little french island mm -hmm. and uh, moved to new zealand to learn uh how to play and go to university and all that and um, over there, that's kind of where I made the realization that I could uh, go in the streets and, and play kind of classical guitar. Uh -huh. um, and, and how can I say, like, fake it from an electric guitarist kind of point of view, you know, kind of <laughs> playing the like, harmonic minor scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Faking it till you make it is like yeah. number one uh, <laughs> number one rule around here. And, you know, just, I remember just having this little boss looper pedal and, and you know, my little cute amp and, and going, you know, every night, you know, play to the drunks and, and you know, make, make I, a few coins this way. Exactly the same story for me. Yeah. I grew up in New Zealand in Auckland and at some point, I needed to make cash after uh, uni, and I started busking on the streets. Yeah. I saw this. I saw this guy dressed as a samurai, basically, <laughs> and he was playing on Queen Street in Auckland. Uh -huh. And I was out with my mates. I I must have had a few beers, and uh, I was like, <laughs> I, could, I could do what you're doing. I was like, can, can I have you just talk for that? And I started, you know, like uh, playing some, you know, shitty Van Halen licks or something. Yeah. You know, really, really half cut, like, oh, this. But people were like, you know, and then we started doing that whole, like, you know, play on two guys on one neck and like the crowd gathered and got some coin. I was like, okay, I, I'm going to, you know, like. I dig this. I dig <laughs> this. I can make money for shredding guitars. That's like, I always thought that was impossible. You know, this was kind of the days where YouTube was pretty small back then still. And so it was yeah. like, I can, I can actually make money playing metal. This is, yeah. and so like, yeah, I used to do the same as Alex, like went out there. And then at some point they said, no, like I used to do uh, about 11 or 12 
You was on late crowd. Yeah, I was late yeah. crowd. <laughs> 11 or 12 at night, or maybe 10 sometimes, until 3 in the morning. Oh on my Friday, goodness. Saturday night. See, for me, that was the work rush at the like the the lunch break. Yeah, yeah so I was on Vulcan Lane. <laughs> See, and then, uh, so that's why we never ran into each other. But like, really? at, at some point, I swapped over to. Uh, actually, I think it was my twenty first birthday. My friends all chipped in and got me my first nylon guitar. And they had changed the rules where you can't play after nine pm at night. So that for me, uh -huh. that was like okay, well, I'm not going to start, you know, playing Megadeth to like grandma's outside the supermarket, <laughs> like, you know, doing the grocery shopping yeah. at like, you know, 10 a.m. Yeah. So I ended up going to the classical, like Alex. And, Sen sensible choice. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, had, I had mates at the time who, who as well, like you mentioned uh, Jesse Cook before. Yeah. And uh, they, they were really into Jesse Cook at the time. And, and so that's kind of, Alex went for the more gypsy side of things and I went more for the Jesse Cook side of things. Sure. Yeah. And uh, we kind of, you know, like it was funny. Like I definitely had mates in New Zealand say, "Hey, were you playing in the city today?" I was like, "No, I was on the other side of the bridge." And uh, I eventually did find Alex's website somehow. I mean, like Auckland's not very big for buskers. Yeah, and, you know, there's a few busking videos, and I found this video of Alex, and it had a website, uh, Alex Flamenco, if I'm oh, not God. correct. Don't Google that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I have correct, but yeah. Like, so, Alex All Flamenco, uh, you still got some good videos I where still, you're getting some good numbers I on that. Do. It's like, <laughs> oh, geez. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had so friends. Bad. I had friends that were kind of saying, "Were you playing?" And I found his website, and all I was thinking at the time was like, "Ah, oh, you know, like this guy is taking all my money away. Like he's playing similar stuff, similar time of day." I I really didn't think much of it. And then like fast forward, or oh, maybe like a year, year or two, yeah, year or two after like all that, like I had, and we both. So in that time, we both moved to Melbourne, yeah, uh, Australia. Uh -huh. When you're in Auckland, everybody's talking about kind of Australia and how much, you know, you there's a bit more opportunities, bigger place kind of thing. And sure. Uh, it was like, okay, Melbourne is definitely the thing for music out here. Yeah. Um, so it's so a move to you. And I guess you made the same realization. <laughs> yeah, it was, for me, it was crazy. It was either Melbourne or Germany. And mm. I think it was Berlin. It was either Melbourne or Berlin. And, um, because both our baby steps, baby steps, because I'm still looking to move to Berlin soon. But like, it was kind of like the thing with Melbourne, it was super close to New yeah. Zealand. I, yeah. I knew some people here as well. And it was just kind of like, I had been to, I had never been to Berlin before. And I'd been to Melbourne. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I like Melbourne. It's pretty cool. And so sure. uh, moved over here and, and did the exact same thing and found like it was a way better busking community yeah. here. It's huge, actually. Very cool. Like, actually, not, not just, just streets, not just like, busking, really but culture. Like, not just busking, really but like all music. Yeah, yeah like uh, everywhere has live music venues in Melbourne. It's very like, cool. It's a really open place for that. And the cool thing is, like, there would be open mic nights where you'd like, I'd go and play guitar and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, obviously, there's a few like decent locations in the city, and one of them was the Queen Victoria Markets. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I found that a really awesome place. You know, people would do their shopping and I'd be playing, like, some kind of Nuevo Flamenco stuff yeah. or just improvising. And at some point, I, I was playing, you know, like, this is, must be, like, uh, seven or eight months after I arrived into Melbourne. Mm -hmm. It's not too long. Um, I was approached uh, by Alex's partner. And she basically, she heard the music 
thinking it was Alex, and she came yeah, over. They used to go down as well to that same spot, you know, and, and just, just play the riffs and all that. And, and yeah. She over, yeah. Yeah, she came over, and she said, oh, I thought you, you were, you know, like, I thought you were Alex. And she, she explained <laughs> to me, like, uh, you know, that her partner played guitar. And she said, oh, you got to come over tonight to, you know, the apartment, blah, blah, give me a dress. Man, for all I know, it could have been murdered, you know, like, <laughs> but I was just like, yeah, man, yeah, I'll go here at this time. Yeah, okay, sounds good. Uh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> and uh, ended up, uh, yeah, going to the apartment that night and uh, knock on the door, door opens and uh, have to look up and I'm like, oh, it's you. And I was like, it took me a little while. I was like, fuck, he looks familiar. And then I realized, ah, oh, it's the guy from New Zealand. And he's like busy. He's like, ah, oh, you know, like we didn't jam straight away. He was like busy cooking. I remember you cooking. I probably some like, <laughs> some like, I probably mustard chicken. Yeah. I feel like it's mustard chicken <laughs> or something. And uh, yeah, I was waiting and, you know, like we were talking and, and like, as we were talking, we realized like that we knew, like we were same age, yeah. like real, like two months or three months apart. Uh, yeah, a few yeah, months yeah. apart <laughs> and uh and uh, it was pretty cool because we had the exact same influences and and, 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 and in oakland we actually yeah. ended up that's awesome unofficially meeting in, in like uh we went to the same concerts yeah. i think where you went to dream theater yeah we saw dream theater, theater for the, the first same, time the same night to first time we saw dream theater cool. was together but just we didn't know each other <laughs> And we just sort of like Iron Maiden together, Iron Maiden. and she without... Oh, G3? We went to, oh, you went to G3? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to G3. <laughs> the car opening of this? Was he over there? G3? Oh, no, there was the second G3. I went to the Taranaki one. Oh, no, uh, I didn't go. Yeah. Did I tell you? No, you didn't tell me this. Karen was okay, opening for such training. This is a story for This is oh, a story God. for later. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and so we, uh, we ended up... Uh, yeah, we ended up going to a whole bunch of like concerts together and like just not knowing each yeah. other. And so we were talking just about meant to be. Right? Yeah, yeah, we were talking about our influences. Sounds like it. And, yeah. And eventually, like Alex finished eating and we had a jam and it was like, wow, like we are on the same page with like basically everything. We just improvise. And obviously, like looking back, if we heard that improvisation, we'd be like, there's no way that duo is going to make it anywhere. <laughs> you know, but in our yeah. heads at the time, it was just like, like oh, yeah, yeah, like these guys. And, and, well, and there's so many things, you know, like Nadav and I both were, uh, you know, ex audio engineers. Like we, we okay. Make it sound like we just gave up. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah. you guys are funny. <laughs> appreciate electric, like you know. Yeah, we we like to geek out on gear. Yeah. We like to know what gear does, but we don't like to deal with the gear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like me. I don't like to deal with it either. <laughs> As you can see by like uh, before we started yeah. the podcast, we were trying to get the microphone <laughs> happening, and uh, it was yeah, definitely the same uh, same vibe of just giving up. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, basically we we went busking. We experimented under our our, our names and yeah, under, we, we uh, so we had a drummer actually. A we, we should probably we, we should probably mention. So obviously we were heavily influenced by Rodrigo and Gabriella. Yeah. Okay. Um, so much to the fact that we our first duo name was Alex and Nadav. <laughs> that was our official name, but no one could remember my name, and so people just like we had a lot of people <laughs> buy the CDs. 
and, and no one no one came like, back to no, us. Nobody could look us up. So it, it was it was difficult. So we changed to uh, Terra. Yeah. Um, T E double. I'd say that's even worse. It's, it was even worse. worse. It's got a really. <laughs> it's so hard to find. There's like a billion Terras. Yes, out like, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. It, it's right about the time where we spent maybe like six months trying to incorporate a uh, drummer slash percussionist. To uh-huh. him. Yeah. And uh, we, I remember we had a, a gig without him and we realized we were doing so much better with, without. Yeah. It was uh, just, I guess the vibe was completely different. He was a little bit older and like uh, the, the, the style like uh, that he was doing, I guess it's just not what we had in our minds. You know, we gave it a shot for quite a while. Yeah. But we had we had basically released our first EP together. We recorded after three months playing together. We decided we saw a whole bunch of buskers playing on the street called Burke Street, and there's like a, a mall in the middle with no like the main street. Yeah, it's it's the main street. Okay. There's no cars, only trams, and it's just like that's where all those videos were taken, by the way. Yeah, like <laughs> not just us though. Like yeah. there's a lot of viral videos in there. Uh, there's Morph, and um, there's Taj Sultana. She got big there. Like there's quite a lot of people in the Burke Street Mall because the Pierce Brothers, the Pierce Brothers. But like the thing is, like with the Burke Street Mall, you have to audition to be able to busk there, and so it's they do try keep the level quite high. But we saw like we got there and we had like a small speaker, no CDs, and and we were just like we we need to upgrade. And so we ended up after three months playing together, coming up with a CD, and it was we recorded at this little. Is it a studio? Would it be called a studio? Oh, dude. <laughs> it was kind of a home studio setup. And uh, yeah, and we ended up recording these two guitars. And it, it, was, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the best sound quality. In fact, we were just really not digging the sound quality. But we ended up selling quite a few. Mm. And we realized that we could, we could really experiment more with the music. And so when the drummer didn't work, we, we revamped everything. And we went, we changed the name to Opal Ocean. And because uh, for the main fact that uh, it was w- one of the top names that we were looking at. And we, we basically, we, this is so us, but we cross-referenced all our top six or seven names on Google, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we looked at the number of hits or search results for each one. Sure. We saw. We we, we made sure that's that it was. That's some secret sauce, right? That's there. some secret <laughs> sauce for any band. How to pay, pick a good band name? Because you think you think about it. It's, it's awesome. like if you if you type in like a name, uh, for example, Terra, you suddenly can't find the content you're looking for because it's just not individual enough. Yeah. And as well, you you know the spelling of things. You know, Nadav is is pretty weird. People won't necessarily remember straight away where opal ocean is a bit more visual absolutely so we, we, we really did go like okay let's pick the the best one that's really going to speak to us but also has yeah, the best through already two names like we, we, we didn't uh, want to do it again and honestly it, it <laughs> as dumb as this sounds it's it made a huge difference as soon sure. as we switched um people were suddenly able to find us and we did see a huge increase in just you know communication and interest and there was, it had a vibe suddenly and it kind of had and there's was, an extra benefit which we didn't even really think about but we were busking one day and an ex opal dealer came up to us and gave us opals <laughs> you remember those oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what awesome we, you, so, still, you still got yours i don't oh, know <laughs> somewhere but like uh, we got like opal bracelets and necklaces that's, that's, and that's like, so uh, awesome 
I mean, no. next time you want to like change your name to Platinum, like Platinum Ocean, Diamond <laughs> <laughs> Gold. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so like we we ended up revamping the, yeah. the the songs and ended up like we weren't happy with the old quality of the CD, so we ended up redoing it at home yeah. and basically under the Opal Ocean, but like really did home studio, mixed it ourselves, everything. And then we were selling that for a bit. And then we realized our most popular song needed, it needed some work. So we, we ended up um, re-recording Jam. So, okay, I, hold on. Let me go back just a sec so people understand. Yeah, you're good. Alex and the Dove had, it was like a five track EP. It had Jam on it and it was literally a Jam. That's why we called it Jam. Yeah. Nothing structured. It was awful. It had like some... <laughs> really just, weird licks we, we were playing like together it was just literally him sitting in front of me with a microphone with a big microphone no, no he didn't, he didn't want it he did like so i had like a thousand dollar <laughs> condenser microphone i bought from canada uh -huh. and we went to this guy's house he didn't want to use this like he, he wanted to use like i don't know like the essence of fucking yeah, like, but anyway so yeah. like we, we we ended up just like going there. Uh, we had two songs which were actual songs, which was Sundance and Bad Liquor. Okay. But they were more like I when I was a solo act, I, I used to play Bad Liquor as like a jam thing. I had a melody and Alex used to play Sundance before he met me. And so when we met, we kind of made them more into our style songs. Sure. So those were the two. And then there were some jams and stuff. They didn't really work out. And so... Fast forward to when we made the home EP, we really did jam. It was more structured because we had been busking yeah, for longer. Yeah. Sure. And there was some cool stuff. And I, why did we end up? Oh, because of the music video. Yeah. And so when we we realized that it wasn't just all about CDs and we had to make videos, we decided, <laughs> okay, well, let's make a music video. And we had a whole bunch of connections. Uh, in the restaurant industry because we were obviously <laughs> playing a lot of restaurant gigs and playing it sound like yeah. restaurant mafia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one of the places uh, we were looking at, you know, it was an upstairs of, of some place we have already played a few times. Yeah. And we ended up using that space as just the dark room for the original jam music video. And yeah. you can see in the background, there's a couple of chairs and tables there. They're still, and so <laughs> <laughs> sitting there and so we we used uh we played the music as we recorded the video um and, and yeah. so that came out so good that we decided to keep the audio yeah because sure. we had a friend come over to that's it we had uh we had um nick from the avery studios he came around because we had recorded with him before and we liked his sound we said man we're doing a music video it would be cool if you could track the sound because you know like we weren't going to try play to what we yeah. recorded at home. And, and on top of that, we had, um, we had borrowed some, like just some funny lights from our mate Citrus, who's also like a kind of flamenco pro. Oh, yeah. Check him out. Citrus jam. You'll Citrus enjoy. Jam. He's, he's got the, some, he's, he's again, one of the, the Melbourne, one uh, of the local guys that do the same. Cool. Stuff. Yeah. We'll check him out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were, we would, you know, it was really gypsy upstairs in the dark with this smoke and lights. You, you bought a smoke machine, right? Was it that day we bought the smoke machine? I think so. Oh, God. That day. <laughs> it's still sitting somewhere. Yeah. And uh, we ended up really liking the sound. And so we thought, hey, yeah, we're in control it. here. Let's, let's add that, like, let's replace the jam on the homemade CD of Opal Ocean with, uh, with the good one. Wow. So that was our third 
that was the third recording of Jam. Very cool. There's, there's like so many. And, and, and now there's the fourth yeah. one, which was released on the Mexicana CD. Oh, yeah. So we, we definitely, <laughs> you know what mom told me? That she was like, hey, what? You know, you should put Jam on your new album. Uh, <laughs> I was like, lady, you've got no idea how many times we've actually Put it on every, every album now. That song goes yeah, it's a, the thing that's <laughs> honestly maybe is a hidden track. Yeah, but, you know, like it's it's funny because uh, we we ended up we ended up when we went viral from a busking in Burke Street, we realized man the the sound quality back then still doesn't represent what the song should be, and we were going in to record the single Mexicana, and we thought let's just. And at the same day, let's just it's record just a, jam. Yeah, proper studio because we were the, we were in uh, uh, Sing Sing. Yeah, we were and in Sing Sing, Sing Studios, so the, the studio that we are we are recording the new album in. And I really love this place and and the sound and everything. And so Mexicana was doing great there. And then it was just like, man, yeah, let's actually do jam properly because yeah. people seem to like it. Um, so that was quite a few years later. <laughs> jam. And uh, yeah, and in between all that, we did record um, Lost Fables. Lost Fables. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool, you guys. Very yeah. cool. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Lost Fables. Um, I've been listening to it a lot. It's uh, it's a wonderful album. Um, I I kind of want to know the inspiration behind the album and and a few of your songs. Um, how did you guys uh, develop this album? Whoa, that's a that's a really Okay, so the the thing you got to know is that it, before Lost Fables, we were jamming everything, right? So we yeah. we'd sit, we'd we'd get a gig and they'd say, "Oh yeah, you want to play two hours, three hours, sometimes four hours." Uh, um, wow, well, I get you remember those? Yeah. And um, <laughs> and it's funny, just a side note, but like uh, we used to only know an hour of music. Yeah. Exactly. So we literally like when someone said, Oh, can you do a four hour gig? We said, Yeah, of course. And we generally be background music and end up like just like just jamming some weird well, stuff. Well that's that's exactly what, what, what happened. You know, we, we actually that's pretty funny. had a repertoire of chord progressions and ideas. <laughs> and we spent a good part of like of two years just just going over chords and, and jamming together. Literally yeah. just like we had some good nights. We had some bad nights. Sure. And, and it was a very responsive way of performing. Um, obviously not ideal, but you know, in a background situation, people are eating, you know, like, uh, well, who cares, you know? Yeah. And yeah. out of this, a couple of ideas came out. Uh, mm -hmm. Definitely um, that, that were on the album. A few chords that we, we, we liked, a few ideas, a few melodies that kind of eventually, you know, you, you come back to this, you kind of play the same way. Um, but Lost Peoples, we were really all about, hey, let's sit down and write an album. Because yeah. I'm yeah. sick of jamming. I want to play a song. You know? I want some more yeah. structure. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that was the idea. And so because we had this really great um, vision, I guess, of what we could do, because we had those great moments when we jammed. Yeah. Uh, we, the, the whole idea was to grab those, um, the best ideas, shove it together, and then built songs out of them and um so we build them really um how can i say methodic like, yeah methodically yeah like mm -hmm. you know we we record a whole bunch of ideas put them together try it next to you know we we shove a we using logic back then and we kind of just shove it in there <laughs> <a nightmare>. and, <laughs> <laughs> and then 
you know, like really just a, a, tried a totally different approach than the, the jamming approach and pieced yeah. the, the, the songs together. And it, it worked out really good. We then we performed them, refined them back and forth. Yeah. And it, that's the process we use these days to write. It, it works so. out really cool because me and Alex come from like two sides of the music coin, I guess you could say, like, because Alex studied music. He does a lot of theory. Yep. And I still am very not against theory. I just like to keep in the dark a lot of the time. I, sure. You know, and so the way we kind of go about it mm. is like we kind of do a riff and then, you know, Alex would kind of be like, listen to it and kind of, how do you say, like kind of shape it, mold it. Cause you know, like, uh, I guess yeah. the way we kind of work, Alex used to call it like milking, <laughs> milking the cat. <laughs> Okay. The, the thing you got to know about Nadav is, is that, you know, he, he has a lot of ideas. Like he, he no, really bad respects to you, man, because you, you can get so many ideas out like really quickly where, where on the, on my side, my, like, I guess my ideas come out, I guess a bit more, it's more of a sound than, you know, I got to go back years. to it and, and then refine it, you know, but yeah. I kind of see something, but I won't be able to get it out straight away. We ended up like, you know, has fully formed ideas that come out really quickly. And so uh, I had fun, like on this one, because it, like a, a lot of the, the songs started uh, with, with one of the Dove's ideas that just popped out, you, uh -huh. you know, and I was here listening. I was like, okay, that's cool. And, yeah. But you know, and being that second person, who yeah, just it, it works like out. Filters. It works. Yeah, that's it. It works out really cool because Alex, Alex really knows what what he wants to hear, and so like as soon as there's something, you know, like I could be doing like from if I if it's just me and I'm just popping out riffs, I can't say, oh yeah, that one works better than that. You know, they're they're kind yeah. of all the same for me, and so the cool thing is like it works like he'll hear it and say, that's mm. awesome. And then we can kind of sit together and go like, how does this fit in the grand scheme of things? And I guess, especially back then, like for Lost Fables, because we're going back to 2016, the yeah. hardest thing for us was actually song structure. Because yeah. it was our first time really getting into how do we write a verse, yeah. chorus, verse, like we're instrumental. Yeah. How do we tell a story? How do we give vibes? And, and we were really against, we still are really against like the whole really just shreddy stuff for the sake of being shreddy. Uh, you know, we wanted, we know people that do not know guitar, do, do not have yeah. any connection to that world um, of, of shred, you know, to be able to appreciate it for, for its, uh, for its melodic content. Yeah. You gotta Absolutely. You got to be able to come away from an instrumental song and be able to remember the parts and even sing or hum the parts yeah. at least. I agree. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that was kind of the, the way we went about it. But in saying that, there was, there was moments like, for example, Spirit of Dreams. I remember exactly the moment that song formed. Oh, it yeah. was a jam. And it was during... So I, we were living in the 17th, 18th floor? Yeah, quite high. 18th floor of an apartment in the center of the city. So we had chosen a spot close to busking that we could literally like when we needed to busk or someone canceled the spot, mm. we literally like upstairs. So we just come downstairs, take a tram, like two stops and we're like 
we're ready to go. <laughs> but like we we were we were up like quite high. We had this awesome view of the city and as well of the water. And there was a uh-huh. storm coming in one day. And I remember that. Yeah, we, you had that nice microphone that we were talking the about. The nice microphone was, was there. <laughs> and we were like, okay, let's get in the zone. And there was this huge, um, how do you call it? Uh, storm. This huge storm coming yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, like, and that melody came out. And I yeah. just played that melody. And I was like, okay. And then you started jamming to it. And we, yeah, that's how this song kind of came about. That is so cool. It's, it is one of the ones as far as like, the, the the main melody and everything we didn't really touch we, we didn't, kept going back to the the, the, the original, original, the original vibe that we captured there because i think the important part in that was keeping that vibe keeping that vibe and so what i ended up doing which was actually really <laughs> difficult in the studio <laughs> is so because you know there's a whole bunch of lines and the song you can yes see because it's very not uh, it's not as linear as the other one it, it, it talks it plays a lot of the same lines but differently every yeah. time it doesn't really uh-huh. repeat, exactly yeah um and so for all of those in between lines i kind of just grabbed the best riffs and the best lines that came out out of that original um recording but mm-hmm. which was like maybe you know six seven eight times longer than this it was long it was like, and so I probably like it, an hour long and, of I, jam. <laughs> and i shoved all the best riffs next to each other and for for studio day it, it was just all about <laughs> remembering and, and like lo- listening to those riffs and kind of being able to re-record them so what, one uh, thing was, we should know is like we had booked the sessions um for lost fables and we had only written half the album to to pressure us into writing but the thing is it did get to the stage especially towards the end where we were just missing important things like spirit, spirit of, of dreams, dreams. <laughs> yeah and so we ended up we did have a producer for that album uh dave newington and he was he was a godsend for some of those parts and and for like some of those bits and those songs yeah. but i remember it was the night before our studio session alex was busy trying to memorize all the lines and i was trying to come up with i think the solo for either burnt out or um that weird one uh yeah, <laughs> that slide oh god and i remember like we oh were yeah just, you did yeah I remember you, alex i remember you coming out okay. and like, I, I made a cowboy thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did because like because we, we were stressed man we were like well, there's no way we can work both on like because we love we both love working on the solo together that was sure that was the best part. And, oh, yeah but, like we got to the point where it was, like, everybody likes a solo yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, I mean, we're saying we don't like shred, but when it comes to like that moment where you should shred, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we were so stressed. Like there was nothing for Spirit of Dreams. Alex had like an hour of music to cut through. There was so, no so solo. Nice, man. So we were so stressed. Don't, don't do this, kids. Don't don't book your studio date when you don't have a song ready. And I I remember we. Were I've done that before. Yeah, <laughs> we were in studio. I remember the next day we were in studio and. It was stressful. I remember, yeah, I like, drilled, yeah, Alex was getting drilled by Dave and and Terry, uh, T- Terry uh, Hart, who recorded Lost Fables, um, who was recommended by Dave. Um, we recorded at Black Pearl, and Terry's been a legend, and he's actually recorded us since Lost Fables oh, yeah, on our single uh, Mexicana and Jam, and for the new album. And yeah, he's, he's just the, the cool guy on this one. He, he's just he's oh, the boss. I just love Terry. But yeah, he back back then, uh, you know, like we were we were so 
I guess out of our depth, we thought we knew stuff like, for example, the first song we recorded off Lost Fables as a test for the studio and Terry and Dave was Echoes of Light. Mm-hmm. So like the, the long one with the all long prog with all this stuff. And I remember walking in and Terry, you know, Dave and Terry were talking. So Terry had already set up the room for us. There was like five different microphones each. And I remember like we listened back to the raw recording and we were like, there's too much room sound. The mics were too far away. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were talking to Terry about it and Terry was explaining why and how we'd get a bigger sound and all this. And we were like, no, let's just do the rest close. But then after mixing and everything, we were just like, well, the man. best sounding one was uh, Echoes of Light. Echoes of Light, it? yeah, it was just like, oh, That's man. awesome. Just listen to we learned, we learned, we learned yeah. a lot. Like if, yeah. you, if, you, if you trust someone, then you should definitely Tru- yeah. tr- go don't with what, it. Yeah, don't doubt what's what yeah, they yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> Especially um, these guys who've been in the industry a lot longer, but obviously don't trust everyone. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we, learned we, we learned that as well. We learned that as well. Yes, you've learned that too. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, guitarists. So the thing with guitarists, we're like, obviously, we're all super picky about tone. Absolutely, you know, we are. Tone is like, yeah. if you don't have tone, there, then you may as well be playing a. Uh, what's a toneless instrument, mate? A triangle. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's no. Okay. Don't go there. Don't, don't go, go there. there. <laughs> sure, there's some professional orchestra triangleists right now who's like, but I just spent twelve grand on my triangle. My, tri- <laughs> my baritone triangle. My baritone triangle. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, so we were, we were, and we still to this day, we are super, super picky about our tone. Yep. And it not only enables us to kind of. Yeah. give off vibe but it also enables us to kind of create and really helps our playing as well yeah. you know like tone yeah. for especially for the style we play it, i'd say that's I like mean, half it, the battle yeah it's everything in the sense that it, it we don't have a voice right like we yeah you know we don't sing so um we don't have drums we don't have bass and so like i guess to summarize to people who don't know the band it's like we're, we're just a guitar duo with a stop fiddle um and the so what awesome. we're trying to do what the <laughs> challenge is from day one is trying to to sound as big as possible absolutely what we have uh, well and i think i think you guys have accomplished that i've i was listening to your album today and i'm like geez they sound like they have a drummer a bassist and you know <laughs> a full band and then i'm like i was watching your videos on your website i'm like it's just the two of them <laughs> yeah obviously obviously we still have a bit of studio magic and, and yeah. speaking of singing we did try on echoes of light to have a singing part. oh yeah and that got deleted that got deleted <laughs> you know like there's a lot of so do you guys sing of... who no, was no no we you guys hired somebody well. <laughs> <laughs> but we you know there's a lot which doesn't make it yeah. on the album there was actually yeah. a full song called speed racer that like didn't make it to the album however we did chop it up and use riffs for the new album but they were very, cool. very heavily modified yeah sure to suit the song yeah um and yeah i guess the last thing about lost fables for me is that it's um when we kind of was time to put it together and kind of make it arrange it as a uh, uh an album you know we kind of went for that whole journey thing yeah 
and kind of created those stories. But that is something that kind of came once the recordings were done. Yeah. And we kind of okay, decided on names and decided on vibes. We work with uh, this artist to create the, you know, the, the booklet for it, where mm -hmm. uh, if you have a chance to get a physical copy, um, you, you know, you, each song, instead of having a lyric booklet, you have a picture, basically a piece of art uh, for each song. And, you know, that was fun as well to do. And we kind of created this little universe for it. And I think this new album is pretty much going to be the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty Very cool. It was pretty cool. We, we really did sit out to try get something that, told the story i mean we sat back and we listened to everything we're like what is this and we kind of came up with <laughs> yeah that slight concept album but not really yeah, not where quite, it's yeah. like it, yeah you know fables are stories I mean, about the, creatures the good, and yeah uh, the good thing about yeah. not having lyrics is that it can be to about whatever the fuck you want <laughs> yeah, yeah it sure. is to the listener yeah. and that's something that we still really enjoy but yeah. i mean we like the idea of like a, a book of fables which you know, had stories which had never been told. And that's what Lost Fables is. It's like the stories which, you know, like that's our stories, but they're kind of, you know, that concept. Mm. And uh, when it came to naming as well, we, we had a difficult time, but there was just thinking about Spirit of Dreams. Because oh, that yeah, one, we, we didn't name we Spirit didn't name of Dreams. One. Oh, wow. We, we, uh, we were busting on Burke Street and uh, we, we played the song for one of the few first times and we asked the crowd. We were like, hey, if anybody, uh, you know, this is a new song, if anybody got a vibe on this one, if you uh, uh, got a name, feel free to come up to us after the show and uh, we'll consider it. And this little old lady came after the, the, the show and while we were packing the gear, she was like, oh, I really enjoyed your song. And... You know, you you should call it Spirit of Dreams, and it's like very yeah, cool. That, that, that's not cool. Like it's pretty. It's not bad, you know. Yeah, you, no, you, it we was, keep it. No, that's, that's very cool. So yeah, it, it was it was really awesome to have her kind of Just, come yeah, up the, and the uh, crowd involved in the creative process. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's I great. That. I I think that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and the, the long answers, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to say. That's awesome. No, you guys are yeah. great. Now, no, no. It, um, Spirit of Dreams is actually my favorite song off the album. And I actually um, have used the song to put my kids to sleep. So thanks, guys. No <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So That's you guys have helped me out. I appreciate it. <laughs> I have, two, I have two crazy boys and I put Spirit of Dreams on um, uh, driving awesome. in the car. How, they, how old are your kids? Uh, they are um, six and seven. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, they they were out. I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, you know what? We we should create like a playlist. You know, you start them off, you put them in spirit of dream, so they fall asleep, and then you wake them up with Mexicana. You know, they're just going for it. Um, uh, you'll be ha you'll be pleased to know that it's also uh, Mark Lewis's favorite song. Uh, yeah. So Mark Lewis is the guy who mixed it. Um, yeah. It, it pretty. Uh, so we, you know, we really went out of our way to find like the, one of the famous guys who's willing to work work with us uh, small bands yeah he, he, he works with uh, basically a lot of pretty well-known heavy metal acts you know sure. it's mixed bands like cannibal corpse and now it's like we, we we really went up to him and we were like yeah we want that metal sound we want that metal sound <laughs> we are a nylon string duo yeah, but yeah. We, we, we went for this because our, our favorite sounding album 
acoustically to represent that music was 1111 by Rodrigo Gabriela. Mm -hmm. And we really did look at like how they recorded it, who mixed it, who, who was the master engineer. And and, yeah, yeah, that's how it. Yeah. And and it wasn't, it wasn't obviously Mark Lewis. We couldn't get a hold of the guy who, there was no uh, details of the guy. Bob Ross. <laughs> I can't remember. It was one of the. It was one of the big guys, you know, who who you can't contact unless you're a lady yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and so we we couldn't contact. Bruce. You want to say Bruce? Bruce Willis. I would listen to that one. Makes my. But yeah, like we 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 did go out. We yeah. we did go out of our way to try find these people, yeah. and the same thing went with the art. So we had ideas in the head of what we kind of wanted for the songs, and Alex. Alex is a great artist. However, on this one, like <laughs> we, we we just went for whatever was really quick. And so yeah. like he he sketched up some some details in his sketchbook and some were just MS paint, right? We got like Dude, don't oh, do it, don't like oh, oh god. <laughs> there's like a one there's where a, we just there's like, a we want, PDF somewhere there's a of PDF. Like, just like pictures sh- chopped together of just like, one's like half naked men holding a book to a lava monster <laughs> it, it is just it's it's just <laughs> It will come out at some point. Yeah, it will come out at some point. But <laughs> just like this is what the artists were were giving, you know, like. Before. But uh, it, it basically, like we said, we, we ended up going online and we found this this kid. Where he was pretty young. He was like eighteen at the time. Eighteen, yeah. And he's from Sweden. Yeah, yeah sure. he's from Sweden, yeah. and we found him through Deviant Art, and we we liked his stuff. We asked him how much he was going to charge us, and he said he came back to us like. 100 US dollars an image. And we were like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like yeah. most guys are like, you know, like we were looking at guys who are like $1,000 just for your cover. Sure. And we were like, at this cost, we could get an image for every single song on the album. So that's what we did. We, we literally. Oh, cool. We, yeah, so when that, you, that was when, fun. That was really we fun. We should post it online or like somewhere. Yeah, you should. Yeah. You see. Very Actually, cool. They're not really there. They're right? not online. Yeah, they're it's only difficult in, when you distribute it. Yeah. Like, well, they're only on the printed booklets, but I guess it's gotten to the point where like we don't have many of those right now. <laughs> uh, Very cool, you guys. Um, I want I want to know a little bit uh, about your latest album that you guys are working on. Um, yeah. wh- when's that uh, expected to be uh, released? Well, I mean, uh, pretty soon, but also it's pretty confusing. Like, I like we originally set out to have it in June. Mm-hmm. because we were going on tour you know in yeah. the time we were going to release it it was going to be like our album tour and obviously with everything going on that 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 that's kind of demolished those things mm-hmm. but it's opened up the doors for us to really take the time on mixing and mastering so we are about a month and a half slower than what our schedule was yeah and so i i'd I'd be pretty confident in saying like a month and a half, two months, hopefully that, that sounds like a pretty reasonable time. Cause the, the other thing is we, we did it. We did a, a campaign, a, a successful campaign online for the album, like a crowdfunding, a crowdfunding. So, oh yes. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that kind of allowed us to, to raise money for the album. So, but we do what the other side of the coin is like comes with certain deadlines in terms of producing things yeah. for, for whoever, you know, pledged. Yeah. And we, you know, we're keeping all of this in mind, I guess from June onwards, let's say. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, Very I, cool. I guess I feel a bit more, it should be on the early side, but I just want it out. 
yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, I know that's it like i want to say i i, I want to say like my, my realistics is like start of july because the other thing is we've got some cool ideas for for music videos and things but we, yeah. we also we were kind of stuck at the moment yeah. and you know it seems weird to release an album without video yeah, yeah. And, sure. I mean, we could do we could easily do playthrough videos but that's something that like we really got to practice for as yeah. well yeah <laughs> i mean yeah so okay so this this new album is absolutely next level like we yeah. like we really wanted to you know over the last two years you know since it's it's we released you know lost fables we went on tour like a lot of big tours um and man we we kind of even what we touched on in lost fables we kind of just fully dived in uh, for the last two years and so we really just gone into the effects what those big live sound systems are able to you know provide us compared to you know a busking setup yeah we're able to hear all the frequencies and kind of just play with effects and sounds that that worked with the acoustic guitar and so um on this cool. album, there's definitely things that wasn't on on the first albums like like whammies ah, yeah. Uh, yeah whammies, are sick. whammies yeah it's you know, um, no, awesome uh, we got given a few um pedals from ear checks uh-huh. so there's definitely some cool, mellotron so there's definitely mellotron on this album <laughs> um, you know a whole bunch of stuff and and you know line six uh and yamaha you know like now you know uh, working with us we um we were able to get access to the line six stuff so like you know the uh helix and yep. the native stuff yeah we got a pretty small. versatile kind of rig now where yeah. we can even you know like we can just set it up on the desktop or we could have it basically like you know the full rig which is down on my left here that's why i keep looking at it <laughs> alex just did it up it's, it's pretty pretty huge um but like it, it really has enabled us over the last couple of years of touring to know like we could write the songs on acoustic but we know exactly what's possible through those effects yeah if that makes yeah, sense so incorporated in yep. the songwriting kind of style yeah. so you, you'll see when when you get a chance to listen to the new album it's um i'm it's very excited more experimental yeah um, it's heavier and, and, and heavy. darker yeah cool the, um yeah i guess i guess it's that but like i don't want to spoil it too much but it's very um you know with definitely big prog hot like prog, prog hogs prog hogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah prog hogs okay. um, <laughs> Frog rock guys, you know, we, we like the, the new tool album just, you know, was, was amazing. And we wanted to kind of put a bit of that on, on this album. Uh, and so, yeah, we just wanted to push the, the prog aspect of things. And uh, sure. we, we, we managed, we managed to somehow have Jordan Rudess playing on our uh, album. I mean, uh, and so do you know Jordan Rudess from Dream Theater? So, oh yeah. Keep Dream Theater. Yeah. 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 Very cool. So, so he's keyboard, playing keyboards on it. Yeah, so he, he plays. Song. Yeah, he plays a, a whole bunch of stuff on uh, one of our. I'd say it would be the echoes of light of this album. It's like seven and a half minutes, but it, it's it it is very experimental. It's super cool. I, I don't know. Cool. I don't I mean, usually like to you know like pull <laughs> this up like that, but I have to say that I think for once this album is really a lot about looking at music we liked where 
Lost Fables was still trying to be a lot like Rodrigo Gabriello with our twists. Yeah. Where this is definitely like, let's just do our thing. Let's get some sounds out there. Cool. Let's, yeah. Let's experiment. We got a song which is fully in um, 7 4, which oh, is cool. a wow. signature for us. We've got songs which experiment with time and sound. And Ooh, space. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Um, when when it comes out, you guys will have to come back on the podcast, and we can we can dig into yeah. that album and yeah. and, oh, and, and 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 learn kind of what you guys did for each song. I would love to do that with you guys. That would be a blast. Hundred percent, man. Cool. Man. And there's many more new songs as well. I think so cool. After that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we'll we'll see how the now the big question is like, how is everybody going to react to this new kind of opal ocean sound? Yeah. I think obviously we made sure that we kind of it's still pretty acoustic you know like we didn't change everything like you know we you know it's still us it, it, except it's just ah it, you know it's another side of of our craziness yeah i mean like <laughs> my mum my mum was listening to uh one of our new songs called point of no return and she was like she's like i, I just, it's like five songs i, I don't <laughs> where am i <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm like, mom. That's, I'm chaos. like, I, I said, mom. That's just Prague. You just, you, you can't get it on the. You, you'll never get it on the first time. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's so we awesome. Did, we, we did go for it. You know, like some of those songs you'll instantly understand, and some you'll have to listen back and yeah. pick up on. Like, oh, that bit was at the start, and this bit's here, and oh yeah, this is it's like it's coming back to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of the fish and, and the, the, of yeah, fish. It's just, yeah. There's, there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme to the new album, so um, cool. I don't know if you've seen the new cover. I have, yeah. I've seen all that. It's it's uh, it's going to be very much of a journey downwards. Down. Uh, it's a very very about the, cool about the ocean and really just you know all you know like the ocean still all the weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. The ocean is you know, something. Me and Alex I'm very excited to hear really, it. Really, we we really love and, and something about the ocean we really love is like that that spot in the ocean where you get really far down and you get all these weird creatures and uh -huh. no one knows a lot there's a lot of mystery and that really speaks to us in terms of our sound i mean like yeah you think you know acoustic guitars or opal ocean and then when you look underneath you do really get like some weird creatures and some a lot of our you know strong influences yeah. are coming down on this <laughs> one relate a bit on that one <laughs> i love it I, I love it that's so cool you guys very cool um well we're, we're just about out of time um I, I would love to bring you guys back and, and have you talk about the new album yeah, when it's man, released. That'd be it. awesome. Um, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. It was so good no getting worries. to know each of you. So awesome. I'm a huge fan of the music. Um, for everybody out there listening to the podcast, you guys can find uh, Opal Ocean on um, Apple Music, Spotify, all, all the music, uh, YouTube, all, all the all – the, all the mediums where you can yeah. find music. Um, yeah, that's it. Go check them out. Uh, they're an incredible duo, incredible guitar players. Um, you will enjoy every second. They're awesome. Fellas, thanks for coming on. Dude, thanks, thanks dude. for having us, man. Thank you. Thanks, Guitar Freaks. <laughs> Rock on, everyone. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Guitar Freaks podcast. Check out www.fretdeck.com to help you learn the guitar.